Al-Bayan Radio presents the following Friday khutbah from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo, asking Allah that it serves as a benefit for all. In alhamdulillah, nahmuduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruhu wa natubu ilayhi wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina may yahdihillah fala mudilla lah wa may yudlil fala hadiya lah وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله قال الله تعالى بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون ثم أما بعد When you visit another country or another place, especially if the place is very humid, very hot. Once you get there, what normally happens is that when you see the locals and you say to them, man, it's really hot, it's really humid, you know, the temperature is soaring, they look at you and they say, you know, it's not so bad. You tell them, listen, man, the, the food here is really chilly too. They look at you and say, no, it's not so bad. To the point where you start realizing that these people have adjusted and adapted to their situation because they've been living there for a long time and they were born and raised there. So the human being, he adapts to his surroundings even if he doesn't know about it. It's not something that a person, he goes out and he says to himself, okay, I'm going to adapt to the things around me. That happens automatically. When you spend enough time at a place, you start to adapt to the environment and the surroundings of that place. Just like when you get a car. Whenever you would have a high car, like a four-wheel drive, you feel that you're riding too high. This car feels too high. It feels like, you know, you're riding on top of the car. After a while, you get used to it. It just turns out to be like any ordinary car. And when you hop into a normal car, you feel that you're too low. What's going on? This this car's too low. You feel like I'm going to be scraping the ground when I'm driving because your body, again, is not used to that. It has to readapt itself to the situation or to the surroundings. In saying that, a lot of times our Islam, our religion, is sacrificed for our surroundings. And we do things because we've grown up in a surrounding or surroundings of fitna, surroundings of evil, surrounding of haram. We sometimes start to do things that is within our surroundings that we consider to be norm. But if anything, they're actually against our belief and against our religion. And a lot of us don't even realize that we're doing it. And that comes from even the basic of things. To the point where when we're meeting our brother, it's, Hi, how are you going? Before, Assalamu Alaikum. And it's not even picked up. It's not even noticed. Or when someone, he sneezes, Bless you. Alhamdulillah, Doesn't exist. Why? Because that's what we've gotten used to. So a lot of times our surroundings has affected us. How many times when you're talking to a brother 
about something and he says, you know, I did this or, you know, I bought a car and I haven't damaged it or haven't scratched it. Instead of saying, Alhamdulillah or MashaAllah or whatever, he says, knock on wood. Nothing's happened so far. He says, knock on wood, nothing's happened so far. As, yani, it's like a form of protection if he knocks on wood or a form of avoiding uh, bad luck. And a person will do it without realizing. And this is unfortunate because we don't realize that a lot of things that we can do can actually go against our belief and our religion and our relationship between ourselves and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Most important is that whatever we do, we have to make sure that we relate everything that we do in our life, we relate it back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that as if everything and anything does not happen from this world, but only happens with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why saying words like, inshallah, is very important. Or alhamdulillah, is very important. Or mashallah, tabarakallah, is very important. Or bismillah, before you start anything, alhamdulillah, when you finish. Why? Because it constantly reminds you and puts you into place to always remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all your actions. Even brothers, for example, they have a near miss. Sometimes brother will even say, you know, like for example, if a car almost hit him or he almost, you know, slipped off a cliff, he say, bro, you're lucky, you should buy a lottery ticket. You know, we, we say things without realizing Nothing as luck in Islam. Luck is not some, you know, uh, a virtue that is fooled upon you that if you're lucky, everything works out. Or a person who does a, which is going very well in business, they say, man, you're very lucky. No. Alhamdulillah. Provision and sustenance is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't relate your good fortune with other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we do it a lot of times with us not even realizing or knowing. If anything, not even knowing the consequences of that. Because we can remove the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the blessing of Allah away from us because we did those things. And we fall into these type of things. We fall into these type of things to the point that it comes as a form, and when we say this, it's a form of, could be super, you know, superstition, fortune telling, soothsaying, whatever it may be, but in an altered form. In an altered form. Sometimes the brother will ask, brother, what star sign are you? Oh, I'm so-and-so star sign. Oh, yeah, that's all of you star signs like that. You always are all stubborn people. Or you guys are all so-and-so, whatever. And we know that the Prophet ﷺ told us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whoever believes in the stars, the reading of the stars, or a star moves, meaning, you know, something as to occur or whatever it may be, stars defining situation or future, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, whoever has believed in the stars has disbelieved in me. And it is disbelieved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we, again, we do that without knowing. Or numbers. Sometimes we relate, relate numbers. You know, we, we're going into play soccer with our friends and 
Brother, give me number seven. I want number seven. That's a lucky number. I want number seven. Let me wear number seven. And the brothers are fighting over number seven. Akhi, you're a Muslim. Numbers don't matter. If you're number one or number 50, number 100, doesn't matter. Number does not bring luck. Number does not bring anything. But that's because the environment and the surroundings that we have grown up in, unfortunately, has placed this concept and these ideas, you know what I mean, among us, to the point that we don't even realizing that we are disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and at sometimes even doing actions of disbelief because we're denying that everything happens by the will and the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is sad because we don't see that sometimes. We don't see that reality. How many Muslims, for example, right? And I've had one or two occasions because of the environment that they're in and constant sort of hearing this all the time. When something happens, they'll turn around and say, Jesus! Oh, Jesus Christ! Brother, what are you saying? Oh, that's just a statement, it's just a saying. How, how would you let that come uh, out of your mouth? And instead of mentioning the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, why is that mentioned? It's because again, the surrounding and the environment you grew up in, you hear it so many times, you see it so many times, you end up falling into it to the point that you don't actually realize. Holy Christ, far out. Brother, what are you saying? So this is again, we find ourselves in situations where we're not careful. This is why we find even the Prophet always kept the tongue moist with remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep and in absolutely everything that you do. From the point of putting on your clothes to the point of entering and exiting the bathroom and making wudu and ghusl and whatever it may be, you're constantly mentioning the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep that trend and to keep into the habit of only attributing everything that happens to you, blessing or trial or tribulation or whatever it may be, constantly relating that to only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and nothing else. Not on luck or superstition or whatever it may be. And this is unfortunately the reality of it. We find ourselves that sometimes we fall into these type of things, you know, with us uh, not realizing. And we actually become sometimes fearful that we have fallen into bad luck. We see a black cat, we freak out. Why? Because that's a sign of bad luck. That's not. Brother, don't walk underneath a ladder, don't break a mirror. Why? This is not something part of Islam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us, or the Prophet has showed us, how to protect ourselves from evil. How to protect ourselves from the eye. How to protect ourselves from, from harm. And these are not the ways that a person, he does it to keep shaitan and evil away from him. Another aspect of these surroundings that have affected us is the aspect of us seeing Islam or hearing Islam or someone making a joke about Islam, about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, about the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu or about the prophets or anything got to do with the religion and we uh, laugh. We consider it um, funny, especially now 
things on TikTok and, and Facebook and Instagram and all these things. That people are doing these little movies, these little short clips. And sometimes they are mocking the religion. They're actually making fun of Islam. Muslims making fun, not worried about the non-Muslims, making worried about Muslims making fun of Islam, making fun of hijab, making fun of salah, making fun, you know, playing a little a, a scenario or a little sort of skit, you know, where they have, you know, someone, for example, praying and someone doing something to that person or whatever. And, and we laugh. We find it entertaining. But in reality, these people are mocking the religion. Like you have a guy, for example, a man, he'll put on a scarf, a hijab, to act like his mother or to act like his sister or to act like any other sister. And he'll do the actions of what you know his mum will do or whatever it may be. And we'll laugh. But take one step back and think about it. This person is putting on a scarf. For what reason? To identify himself as a sister. And doing a funny video to mock who? To mock his mother? To mock the sisters of Islam? To mock a woman, how she, how she looks after the kids or how she teaches the kids or how she acts inside the household? When you want to take one step back, if the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, or the companions were to see another companion putting on a scarf in front of others for a show and make a mockery, what would they do to this type of person? It's unacceptable. And other times, some of them will put on a fake bead and a fake abaya and act like, for example, you know, he's a sheikh giving a talk and he'll say some things that some people may consider it funny. And people will laugh and people, Muslims will share it and consider it to be among the funniest things. But in reality... You're actually laughing at yourself. You're laughing. See, the non-Muslims don't make jokes about us anymore. If you realize. Comedians don't make jokes about Muslims as much anymore. If any. Why? Because we're doing it to ourselves. We're mocking ourselves. We're making fun of ourselves. We're making fun of our brothers. We're making fun of our sisters. We're making fun of our mothers. We're making fun of our sheikhs. We're making fun of our scholars. We're making fun of anything and everyone. And some of them are actually very disrespectful to the point where that can leave that someone falling into a major sin. If not, he could, have be ta he could be taking himself outside the religion for the mockery that he's done. But because the surrounding, again, remember we said the surrounding sometimes when everyone is doing it, you're in that surrounding, you don't realize the wrong, you don't realize you know, the, 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 the evil in it. Especially when you're mocking things of principle of Islam. You're mocking someone's salah. You know, you're mocking someone's uh, fasting. You know, you're mocking someone's uh, zakat or you're mocking someone's hajj. Or you're mocking someone's core belief or his halal or his haram or whatever it may be. So in that way, we laugh and we giggle. Some of it is light. Some of it is light entertainment, which you can probably say it's allowed. Right? If it's done with knowledge and done without any disrespect. But unfortunately, the majority of it is what, if you really want to sit down and analyze it, you would find that it is very disrespectful to the deen. If not, disrespectful to the mothers of Islam. 
disrespectful to the system of Islam, disrespectful to the, to the Muslims in general. But that's what I'm saying, it's become entertainment now. That we don't see the evil that is in it. To the point that unfortunately a lot of these videos, a lot of these people make are becoming famous among Muslims to the point that the scholar is not now, is not now invited to the Muslim community to give a talk or he's not, you know, you don't get a guest speaker, you get a guest YouTuber. Because he dresses up as a woman, as a as a scarf woman. So we're going crazy about, you know, how people are mixing genders and men dressed like men and women dressed like women, as the Prophet ﷺ mentioned to us. But someone from our ummah does exactly the same thing, puts on a hijab and acts like a woman. And subhanAllah, we share that, we find there's no problems with that. No, there is an issue. There is a major problem. And that, not just that, <laughs> some brothers would even, and subhanAllah, argue that now they're seeing the opposite, where now they're seeing sisters who dress like men, like Muslim men, and make mockery of the religion. It's a very serious matter. It's a very serious situation. And this is not a form of knowledge. You don't gain knowledge from this. It's only entertainment. It does not have any benefit to someone's core belief or to bring them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we laugh and we giggle and we find it entertaining. Why? Because again, the surrounding that we've had we've, before, 10 years ago, we probably were so offended by it. But like I said, the body, if you don't pay attention to the mind and the heart, it will adapt itself to the evil around it to the point that it would not consider it to be wrong, it would not consider it to be evil. They will consider it to be as a norm. And this is where a person has to break away from and realize that the principles of Islam, the laws of Islam, are never changed. When something is halal, it's halal. Something is haram, it's haram. Something which is disliked, it's disliked. Something that's not disliked, it's advised, it's advised. That does not change. What changes is the person. The human changes. Islam, alhamdulillah, it doesn't change. But the human always has to sit back and rectify himself and make sure that he keeps his mind and his heart connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if he well sees these things, just ask yourself a simple question. Would Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or his companions approve of this? And most of the times, you will get your answer. You will have your answer nice and simple. Would Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam endorse these type of actions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us and to guide the ummah